Even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as day, for darkness is as light with you. For you formed me, or you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret. Intricately, 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 woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God! How vast is the sum of them! If I would count them, they are more than the sand. I awake, and I am still with you. No matter where you go, He's there. Amen? No matter what happens in your life, He's, he's been there ahead of you. Today, that's what's been on my heart all morning long. All, all, ever since I woke up today, this that thought that God is ahead of us. He's ahead of us. He's been there before we get there. He's been through what, you've, what you're going, going to go through. And there's no fear in that. Because even what we think is darkness is not dark to the Lord. What we think is unknown is fully known by Him. We do not have to fear the unknown. We don't have to fear tomorrow. We don't have to fear darkness. The world is getting darker and darker. We don't have to fear that. We really don't have to fear that. We can walk boldly into it because He's gone before us. Hallelujah. Father, we come before You this night, or this day, this morning, this time. And we ask You, Father, that You open up our eyes to see what You see. Open up our understanding to know You. To know You, the one true God, and Jesus Christ, whom You've sent. Help us to know You more now, more today than we did yesterday. And Father, I thank You that in all of this, we have a full understanding that You knew us even before even before a single day was ours, you knew all of them. And your plan for us is good. Your plans for us is to bless us and to prosper us. Thank you, Father, for your good plan for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Those are very powerful words. Asking the Holy Spirit to come and fill this place. And He hears those words. He hears that heart cry. And He is more than willing to do just that. He desires a people who will worship Him in spirit and truth. He desires a people who will desire for Him to move with freedom and with power. He desires for a people to take the limits off of our expectations and allow Him to move in a way that glorifies Him. We sing those words. We just have to make sure our expectation and what we really believe is about to happen, happen. His desire this morning is to move powerfully among us. To move without restraint. To move without rule. (laughs) Man-made rule to do whatever He wants to do, which is limitless, because our thoughts are not like His thoughts. His 
His thoughts are so far beyond our thoughts. And His thoughts are full of goodness and love and mercy. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what He has plans for those who diligently seek Him. His plans for you, right now, not not next week, not, not next month, not a year from now, not when you get your life together, not when you sort it all out, not when you, you, you start acting right. Right now, His desire is so far beyond. <laughs> so far beyond what you desire. So what do you expect? We've been talking about what do you expect, not just because. Not just to fill time, not just to peak interest, but to prepare us to step over and to really experience His power and His glory. Father, we ask You. We call You. We, we beckon unto You. Lord, we, we call upon that name that is above all names. And Father, we don't want to set limits on Your ability to do anything. Whether it's healing, whether it's provision, whether it's understanding and wisdom, Understanding and wisdom. Understanding and wisdom. Understanding and wisdom. Understanding, understanding, and wisdom. A depth of understanding and wisdom. Far beyond your own ability, your natural. Understanding and wisdom. Are there for the taking. Are there for the receiving. Understanding and wisdom above and beyond your peers. <laughs> above and beyond expectations. and beyond expectations. Above and beyond what you could hope, think, or ask. Above and beyond. <laughs> Above and beyond the natural. Above and beyond the everyday. Above and beyond what you see right now. Above and beyond.
don't be limited by the darkness that you see. Don't be limited by the what you perceive, <laughs> what you perceive to be darkness. Don't be limited. Don't be limited by what others say you're capable of. Don't be limited. Don't be limited. Don't limit. Don't limit. Don't limit. Don't pull back. Don't pull back. Don't pull back. Don't shrink 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 back. Don't pull back. Don't pull back. Don't pull back. Don't Don't shrink back. Because of darkness. Because of perceived darkness. Darkness is not darkness to the Lord. Darkness is not darkness. Darkness is not limiting to the Lord. It's as bright as day. It's as bright as the new day. It's revealing. It's revealing as the sun rising in the morning reveals. Light. Light. Light to the darkness. Light. To your darkness. Speak light to your darkness. Speak light and truth to what's trying to bring darkness in your life. Speak light. Speak truth. Speak possibility. to that which tries to limit your understanding of who who Christ is and what Christ can do. Start speaking the possibility. Start speaking the spiritual reality of what truly is in the Spirit. Not only what you can see in the darkness. Start speaking the truth of the reality of the Spirit of God. Call call those things yes and amen that He says are true. Call those things that are yes and amen even if you can't see them. Because light, His light, destroys the darkness. His light has no limit. We're only limited. We're only limited by our understanding of him. We're only limited by by what we believe to be true about him. Lord, we believe You. We believe You, Lord. We believe You, Father. Father, I believe You. When You say that the impossible is possible. Father, I believe You that when You say healing is for today, healing is for us, healing is for me, healing is for my family, for my loved ones, healings are for my friends, Healings are for those I don't even know yet that you bring across our path. 
Father, I believe you. And I believe you so much that I act upon it. That I act upon it. That I take that step. That I take, make that decree. We believe you so much, Lord, we take the step forward. Even though the darkness is screaming at us from all sides. This morning, everything we do, every thought that we have, every intention of our heart, every word from our mouth, every action, I pray glorifies and magnifies you, Father. I pray that as we continue forward and we do things that are considered spiritual that they only magnify you but Lord I also pray for those things that don't always seem spiritual Father your presence here this morning is amazing Father your manifest presence here right now is wonderful and we thank you for that Lord Father show us how to go deeper show us how to go further and for that that presence our our awareness of that presence to not diminish Father, show us how to walk with you. Whether in the spiritual moments, the things that we consider spiritual moments, as well as those things that don't necessarily seem spiritual. I pray, Father, that our awareness of your presence, our reverence of your presence, does not diminish, but only increases. Father, I know that today, you've you've showed me, you've told me this morning that today is all about increasing your manifest presence in our lives. So Father, I pray because as a human being, I, I, I don't know exactly how to do it. But I yield myself. Lord, we yield ourselves to follow you and to do things the way you, you desire for us to do them, to, to learn from you this morning how to walk in ever-increasing relationship with you. Father, I ask that everything that you want to do this morning, every heart that you want to touch, every life that you want to benefit, every body that you want to heal, every situation that you want to enhance your presence in this morning happens just the way you want it. We give you this time, Lord. We give you this day. We give you the this whole day. Not just this service where we're supposed to be spiritual. But Lord, we give you this whole day to increase your manifest glory in our lives. To manifest and increase the anointing, your anointing, in our lives. And that it overflows into those that we meet today. That everywhere we go, every person that we meet, 
in everything that we do. That the world around us experiences you today. For your glory. For your name being lifted up. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you for being here, Lord. Thank you for leading us into true worship with you. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You may be seated. A number of years ago, um, Roger and Myrna Eilers, who uh, have ministered many times and have uh, led the Bible school and different things that we've done, who have been missionaries overseas for many years, they, they were uh, being led of the Lord to start a, a uh, Bible school, uh, Christ for the Nations Bible School in Gdansk, Poland. And we had gone there the year before and had traveled with them uh, maybe it was a year before, maybe two years before. I can't remember exactly the timeline. I have to look at it. Up, look it up. But we were, we had gone there and, and scouted out the, the area. Scouted out the area the year before. And uh, they went back and, and were, were had to establish the Bible school. They had to, they had to form a a. Uh, foundation for the establishment of the Bible school. And what they did was they had a, uh, a meeting where they pulled a number of people together to be board members and, uh, and signees of this, of this uh, uh, foundation. <clears throat> and Pastor Kevin Humphrey, uh, the pastor of Abundant Life Church, uh, was my senior pastor at the time, uh, couldn't go, but he asked if I would go. And with the idea that he said, you know, they, they are, they're looking for board members and they, they had asked that someone from the church be a representative on that board. And, and so I went and was a part of those preliminary meetings and then the actual meeting that day of the, of the foundation or the, the, the beginning of that foundation, which is now, uh, which is now uh, Christ for the Nations Bible School in Gdansk. The meetings leading up to the actual signing and the foundation starting and everything else uh, centered around the, le- the legalities of it, the logistics and what, what could be done, what couldn't be done. Well, it, it became very evident quickly that Polish law didn't allow for uh, non-Polish individuals to be, to be, uh, on the, be signees on the foundation. And so... Um, you know, they apologized. They said, you know, we thought you could be an official member, uh, but we still want you to be a member in, in spirit, a member in, in participation, and, and, you know, so on and so forth. And, and that was fine. That, that didn't bother me. But, it, you know, in your mind, you, you, you start to calculate, why, why did I need to be here? Why did I need to be a part of that in that moment? And, and so you, and that's happened to me a number of times in my life where, where, definite leadings brought brought me to a place where you know you you go okay well that's not that wasn't as effective or that wasn't what i thought it was going to be and i was sitting uh in that meeting off to the side and the ones who were doing all of the official planning and 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 you know writing everything up were there working on it and i'm sitting off to the side and i was you know and you know just to be absolutely 100 percent real because in the presence of the lord you don't want to be 99 percent real you want to be real. In and a hundred percent real, I was feeling sorry for myself. I you know, we had traveled. I, I actually in that situation, uh, uh, Deb's grandfather had passed away and I was not able to be at that at that funeral and, and I you know I, I wasn't super close to him, but it you know, it was it was her grandfather. And so I was out of the country, I missed that funeral. Uh, I was there and then nothing seemed to work. Nothing seemed to, to pull together. It didn't seem like it seemed like darkness. You know, you look around and it just looks like darkness. You think, well, why did that didn't work out the way I thought it should, or that wasn't happening the way I thought it should? And I'm sitting there, and I just, you know, was 
listening and listening to them, but I was also listening to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit knew my heart, and he said to me, he said to me, if you could have been at the signing of the Declaration of Independence, would you have wanted to be a mouse in the corner? If you could have been there, the day something great happened in the world, would you just like to have been there? This morning, during worship, actually all morning, the Holy Spirit's, I keep hearing the Holy Spirit's, this is a great day. This is a great day. This is, this is a great day. I keep hearing that. This is a great day. And you look at it in the natural and the sun came up in the east. It's headed towards the west, just like every other day. The things in the natural seem natural. But praise God, He's given us spiritual eyes to see. And we don't just go by what we see, what we feel, what we, what we seem to understand at the moment. There's something much more. The morning before God showed himself to, to uh, Noah. Noah woke up, and the sun rose in the east. The wind was blowing. It was just like every other day. Just like every other day. But then something changed, didn't it? Something else changes. All of a sudden, God spoke. And when He spoke, everything changed. He said, Noah, I want you to build an ark. The day that Abraham was hanging out in his tent and it was just like every other day that he had spent for years and God had said some amazing things to him. But the day that he came and said, you're going to have a son, was just like every other day. Just like any other day. The day that Joseph woke up in the prison And he had been in prison for years, and before that he was a slave, and before that he was sold into slavery by his own family. But he had been in prison day in and day out for years. And that morning, one morning he woke up, and it was just like every other day. And then the king had a dream. Pharaoh had a dream. God moved, and it changed. But when he woke up, he didn't know it had changed. Today is a great day. Today is a great day. The only way I know that is by the Spirit. Today is a great day. Our expectation needs to be motivated by the Spirit, not motivated by what we see, by the darkness in the world. By the, by the seeming darkness in our life. The morning that, I believe it was Simeon and Anna, is that right? The two people that were two people that were in the temple that spent their whole day and night there. They just, they just lived there and they fasted and prayed before the Lord. But they were, they were seeking the Messiah. God had spoken to them and said, you will, before you die you'll see the Messiah. Well, that morning, the sun came up in the east. It's just a regular day. But something was different. The only way they knew that Jesus, the baby Jesus, was Jesus was by the Spirit. 
The religious leaders of the day who had all the books, had written, had read everything and taught on it for years and explained everything, how everything was going to happen systematically and specifically, missed it. As far as we know, the two weren't even priests from the priestly family. We don't know where they're from. Maybe, maybe somebody knows. I don't know. I don't. They were just people who were seeking God and aware that any day could be the day. And having that expectation that any day could be the day. I just know this morning by the Spirit that today is not ordinary. And that everything we do is not ordinary. And having the, the perception that we're not ordinary anymore. We're not ordinary. We're, we're supernatural beings. Not of our own account, but because of who He is and what He's done for us. We're children of the King. With all of the rights and the responsibilities that that carries. And that makes today, that makes today supernatural. And I just know that as we go through, and, and, and as we go through the rest of this time, that, that we need to be open to the supernatural being manifest however the Holy Spirit leads, when He leads, how He leads. And I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle of that. I'm in the middle of that anointing. I'm in the middle of, you know, I don't know if, there, if anybody else experienced it this morning, but there's, there's a, not a heaviness as far as a depressive, but a, a, heavy, a weightiness in the Spirit this morning. There's, there is a, there's a, the presence of God is, is, is going on. And I'm sitting there in that presence, and I'm just just listening, just and he's speaking to me, and I'm and, I, and all of a sudden I know that I have to give the announcements in about four minutes. And I went, I don't want to do the announcements. And he goes, Why not? I said, Because they're not they're not meaningful. And he goes, That's because you're looking at them wrong. He says, Everything I ask you to do is important. And I said, Okay, Lord. So in a minute here, we're going to receive the offering. I wanted to leave it to the end. Let's just push that stuff off to the end. Let's do the really important stuff first. And he said, why? I mean, I'm learning as we go along too. He said, why? This is important. There'll be anointing in the announcements. Okay. So, ushers, if you prepare for receiving the offering this morning, I want to thank you for your giving. Thank you for... Your faithfulness, it's always, always, always amazes me. As you prepare your giving, I want to read a couple of verses out of 1 Corinthians 16. 1 Corinthians 16, beginning with verse 1, says, Now concerning the collection for the saints... As I directed the churches of Galatia, so you I also, or so you also are to do. On the first day of every week, each one of you is to put something aside and store it up as he may prosper, so that there will be no collecting when I come. And when I arrive, I will send those whom you accredit by letter to carry your gift to Jerusalem. If it seems advisable that I should go also, then I, they will accompany me. So Paul is saying, plan ahead. Plan ahead. When, you're, when, you're, when you know you're going to get together, when you know that there's going to be opportunity on any given day to, to give, plan ahead. Be ready for it. Decide in your heart what you're going to do. Because that way you're not moved by the moment you're not moved by emotion you're not moved by coercion you're not moved the only thing you're moved by is the holy spirit 
You can check it out on Monday or Tuesday and ask the Holy Spirit, what, what am I supposed to give this week? And He'll tell you. At some point in time, He'll tell you. But be purposeful in it, not, not reactionary. Oh, man, that's right. I need to give this morning. Dang. Now you feel guilty because you hadn't planned. Oh, well, maybe I'll give, maybe I'll give more. Well, it's not about giving more. It's about being obedient and giving as He leads you, hearing His voice, being obedient in every area of our life, and following His voice, following His leading, doing doing what He tells you to do, going going where He tells you to go, saying what He tells you to say. Plan ahead of time. Be, be thoughtful about what you're up to. Especially at this moment, in this area. Father, we do thank you for this opportunity to, to give. We thank you, I thank you Lord, for every one of these folks. Everyone so generous, so amazingly above and beyond generous. Thank you Lord that you're, you're prospering them. Father, I thank you that every business is prosperous. Every, every uh, group, every, every business that we work for, that we own, that we, we hope to own. Father, that we're walking in the blessings of the living God. Thank you for it, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Well, praise God, we have enough time for my hour and a half sermon. Turn with me very quickly to Joshua chapter 3. Joshua chapter 3, beginning with verse 1, says this, Then Joshua rose early in the morning. I, which, which way did the, did the sun rise that morning? Oh yeah, that's right, just like today. Joshua rose early in the morning and they set out for... See, I can't say that word. Uh, I'm sorry because it, that word has been completely ruined for me by the youth group that I used to lead way back when. They all wanted to read the Old Testament, especially these verses, because they could say that word with great... you know, And I just can't say it. I'm sorry. Fill in the blank there. They set out from there. <clears throat> and they came to the Jordan, and he all and he and all the people of Israel and lodged there before they passed over. At the end of three days, the officers went through the camp and commanded the people, as soon as you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God being carried by the Levitical priests, then you shall set out from your place and follow it. Yet there shall be a distance between you and it, about 2,000 cubits in length, which is about a little over a half a mile. Do not come near it in order that you may know the way you shall go. For you have not passed this way before. Then Joshua said to the people, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. And Joshua said to the priests, Take up the ark and pass on before the people. So they took up the ark of the covenant and went before the people. The presence of God. That's what the ark was. The ark was the presence of God. Now, not the, not the wood and not the gold and not the, the, the pieces of it, but what was in the Ark of the Covenant, what was on the Ark of the Covenant, what was between, in between the wings. The, ark of the, the, the cloud that led them in the desert during the, during the day and the pillar of fire by night, it was above the Ark of the Covenant. That's where, that's where the presence of God, the, the manifest presence of God... You know, this morning we experienced the manifest presence of God to a measure. We didn't see a cloud, we didn't see fire yet. But I, I've, I've been in meetings where it's been even stronger than this morning, and that's awesome. We want to foster that. We want to encourage, we want to get our hearts right to be able to walk in that anointing all the time. All the time. Well, wait a second, I have to go to work tomorrow. I know, wouldn't it be awesome to be able to walk in the anointing, the full manifest power of God going to your job tomorrow morning? Talk about an amazingly productive day. Because wherever the presence of God is, there's His ability, His grace, His, His power, His strength. He can solve, He can miraculously solve problems when, that pre when we allow His presence to be manifest in our life. So the Ark of the Covenant is a, is, a, is a representation, and the priests had to carry the Ark. 
They didn't carry the cloud. They didn't carry the pillar of fire, but they did have to carry the ark. They had to be a participant in this. And then they followed the presence. The presence moved forward. They moved forward. The the presence went right. They went right. The presence went left. They went left. They didn't do it on their own. They didn't go, "Let's, let's tell God where He needs to go today. What He needs to do. They followed Him. And in this situation... They had to follow a half a mile behind. 2,000 cubits. A cubit is about 18 inches. 18 times 12 is a lot. Divided by 12 is 0.56 miles. I did the math this morning. Because I wanted to make it real. They had to be a half a mile behind the presence of God. And so they followed Him, not because it was dangerous, but because they needed to see. They've got 2 million plus people walking in the same direction they need to follow the the they need to follow his presence my my dad used to tell a story my my grandfather uh back way back like 1920 1910 he was a he was a, an older gentleman even when he met, married my my uh, grandmother but the, he helped to plow southern minnesota parts you know fields in southern minnesota they broke ground for the you know for the very first time many of the fields in southern minnesota he was a part of those crews well the way they did it because the grass was so high even sitting on a tractor you couldn't see over the grass and so they wanted to do things you know in order they wanted to do it in rows so my grandfather his job was to stand at the end of the field with a super tall pole with a handkerchief tied on top and he would stick that pole in the ground, and the tractor uh, driver would, would, would look at the pole with the flag on top, and he would head right straight to it. And then they could turn on and look, and then it, was a, it was plowed in a straight line. If you have that, that vantage point, way off in the distance, somebody who's been there, and they know where you're going, you can follow them. Now the problem with my grandfather, I never knew my grandfather, but I think there may, um, some of it did pass down to me, was he thought it was funny, he'd start walking back and forth in the field. <laughs> and so the first pass through the new field, the, it looked like this. He thought he was hilarious. But, God doesn't do that to us. He sets a standard that we can follow. And He's been there ahead of us. He knows what's ahead of us. And He knows what we're going to have to walk through. We can trust Him in that. In in what we're in, what we're walking in right now, where we're headed, we need to look for His presence. We need to, we need the presence. This morning was was a taste, was to give us that taste. That 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 taste. You know, yesterday, uh, my wife had a had a shower for for her future niece in law. I guess would be the way to say it for her nephew, uh, his future wife, and they had some cake. And so in, we, Ethan and I, were banished to the basement. And so while we're down there, he said, "I think I think it's it's winding down. I wonder if they have any cake left." I said, "Bring me some." Send the son, you know, that way when he goes into the you know, the midst of the women, you know, he is go forth, son, you know, and bring me back cake. And so when he came back, I got to taste the cake. For many of us, when you taste the cake, you want more. It was fantastic cake. Is it all gone? Oh, good. I don't need any more. But it's the taste that makes us hungry for more. And that taste isn't just because we were here this morning. That taste, that experience, that, that uh, presence of God is for every single moment of every single day. You don't have to go, well, yeah, but now I have to go to school. And we all know the presence of God is not in the school. That's wrong. That's not true. The truth is, if you're there, you're the ark. Did you know that? The ark was a type and shadow of Christians, present-day Bible-believing, born-again Christians, the presence of God living inside of us. When you go there, you are the ark. The ark needs to follow the glory. And you can follow the glory every minute of every day. You can live your life following the glory, following Jesus looking for His presence. Lord, where are you going? How are you doing? You can constantly be asking, Lord, what am I supposed to do right now? Show me how to do my job better. Not sitting in your cubicle 
worshiping and studying out your scriptures for you know next week's class no but you got to do your job but you can do your job constantly aware lord show me how to do this better show me how to how to reveal you to the people in the next cubicle or in the next building the next my employees whatever it is but you got to follow him you need to head in the direction he's heading really quick and then i'm going to stop even though i'm all revved up so anybody wants to stick around for an extra hour you can years ago i was at abundant life church i was the youth pastor actually it wasn't the youth pastor i was the administrator of the church there and we uh i've been going along the holy spirit has spoken to me two years before and said that somebody was going to be leaving their position that i was going to be taking their position that got, things were going to change in my life and for two years I, was, I, was, I went through all kinds of emotions, all kinds of turmoil, all kinds of tests and trials in my life. And I had actually come to the point where I would said, skip it. I don't care. Don't tell me stuff anymore, God, because if you're going to tell me, just do it. Don't tell me two years ahead of time and make me struggle. Do you know what he said about that? He doesn't care what I think. Because he, suck it up, exactly. He wants me to, he's developing character within me, and so I have to walk through the process. But I was, we were in the middle of a remodel over at the church, and we were redesigning the, the, the uh, fellowship hall, and we were building classrooms, and we were, I was overseeing the project, and we were busy that whole summer. Well, I had kind of forgotten about that God said in two years, you're, somebody's going to be leaving their position and you're going to be taking it. You're going to be filling in. You're going to be the next person in that job. So one morning, or one night, I, was, I had fallen asleep and I had a dream. In this dream, I was walking with my father. Now, he was my, my earthly father. It was my dad. I knew, I recognized him, I heard, you know, I, it was my dad. It wasn't God. It wasn't a whatever it was my dad but i knew that it was a representation of the father and i was walking with my father and as we're walking along i look over and there's somebody working on a project and i said to my father i want to help with that project and he goes that's fine go ahead which god will let you do what you want to sometimes and he says go ahead he says he says i'm going to sit down here and wait for you know just hang out here for a minute and so I went in, and we were build, working on this project. We were building this. We were remodeling a building that was existing, and we were remodeling it. And then we get done with the remodel, and I stepped back to admire our work, and I was like, wow, we got it done. And I looked over to where my dad, my father, was sitting, and he's gone. That moment when you just kind of go, oh. Where did he go? And so I ran out and I looked and I couldn't see him. And I said, somebody was standing outside. I said, where did my dad go? And they said, he said he's gone ahead of you. All you need to do is follow him and you'll find him. And I remember taking the first step to follow him and I woke up. I woke up from the dream and it was like the Holy Spirit was saying, he says, this is going to happen. He says, you're going to get done with a project and then you're going to move. Things are going to move. And you need to move with the move. So we were working on that project. We, we went in longer than we expected. It went into September. Uh, the school was late starting that year. And we, were, but we, we had to get it all done, get it all buttoned up, and then the school kids were going to move in. We got it all finished on Friday. We put the last thing up, and they're ready to move in. The, the classes started on, on Monday, the next Monday. We had services over the weekend. Monday morning, I woke up, and the sun rose in the... I woke up like it was every any other day. It was just another day. And I woke up and I, I'm getting ready for work and I'm, I head to church and I don't have anything to do. For once in, in three months, I didn't have this wall to tear out or you know order these parts or go pick this up. I had no expectations whatsoever on my life. And I get done and I wanted to go see the kids go, going into the classrooms for the very first time. And I got to work, and I went in, watched the kids. I saw them all getting into their classrooms, using their lockers, trying to figure everything out. And all of a sudden, I go back to my office, and I'm, and I'm, I'm thinking, I'm going to look at all these magazines that have been piling up on my desk all summer long, and I'm just going to catch up. I'm just going to put my feet up on the desk, and I'm going to relax. And I pushed my chair back to put my feet up, and my phone rang. And it was Pastor Kevin Humphrey, and he says, can you come into my office? And I went, dang it. What did I do now? What's what's wrong? Because you know, you just you, whenever the boss calls you in, you know there's something wrong. 
I know it. Get used to it. So I suck it up. So I, I walk into Pastor Kevin's office and he goes, hey, he says, uh, here's a scoop. He says, Pastor Dan Dennison over the weekend called me and asked if he could uh, meet with you. And I said, why is that? And he said, because it sounds like somebody over at uh, River Valley is going to be leaving and he wants to offer you a position in that place. God is going ahead of us. God is ahead of us. We have to follow. We have to trust him. He's our father. I trusted my dad. I trusted my dad. I, I could trust my dad. I can trust my father. You can trust your father. He's going to lead you this week. He's going to lead you today. And he leads you by his presence. Keep seeking his presence. Keep asking him, Lord, I'm, I, I want more of you. Where are you? I, I need more of you. I want you to lead me. And keep drawing on that presence. And when you do, he'll lead you in a straight path. Not like my grandpa's. It'll be a straight path. He'll get you there. He'll get you there. You've got to trust him. And here's the scoop. We haven't, I, I, want to get, I really wanted to get into the whole thing. What happens when they get to the Jordan? That must be for next week. But to give you a little preview, and you can look ahead. Read, read uh, uh, Joshua, which chapter? 16? 3. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you know. Joshua 3. It's because they had to go step out into the Jordan, and the Jordan was at flood stage. You don't cross the Jordan at flood stage. It's the wrong time of the year. You don't do it then. You don't do it. And it's not safe to just go walk out into the Jordan. It's deep. It's moving. You're gonna, especially when you're carrying this big, heavy gold thing. It doesn't make sense to just, you know, hey, priest, why don't you go step in the water? Because when you do, something miraculous is going to happen. You know what? Let's go. Let's do it. You've got to step out. Step out and trust Him that when you do, the water is going to, the water is going to dry out. Amen? Stand up, please. Keep following His presence. Father, thank You, Lord, for Your presence, Your anointing, Your power. And Father, we'll follow You. We'll follow You every step of the way. We'll go where You go. We'll do what You do. We'll do what You tell us to do. We'll follow You, Father. Thank You. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, you didn't leave us to ourselves, but that you, you gave us your Spirit to help us, to help us follow you. And I pray today, the rest of this week, we learn how to follow you even better than before. In Jesus' name, amen.